and gentlemen, welcome on into another fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, good night, happy Friday. Hopefully it's the beginning of a fantastic week or the weekend's rolling in or if it's the middle of the week, whatever it is that you're listening to it, I'm so happy that you are here hanging out with me. Okay, first a few things to go over before I get into who our guest is this week and guys, I am I'm excited every week, obviously, about my guest. I wouldn't have them on if I wasn't excited, but I'm really excited about our guest this week. So stay tuned and I'll tell you who it is, but you got to wait around, okay? All right. So where you can find us? Guys, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. All with Bar Talk with, no, yeah, Bar Talk with Jenna. Why was that so hard for me to figure out? Guys, I'm going to tell you. I was so tired yesterday that I went to bed at 7.30, like 8 o'clock, and I woke up at 10 a.m. the next day. That's how tired I am. It's not that I'm tired anymore. I'm very replenished. I think I'm overly replenished right now. But anyways, that's where you can find us, guys, Bar Talk with Jenna, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And as always, if you guys have questions for me that you want me to ask, if you have a drink of the week that you have in mind for me to make, a guest that you think would be fantastic on the show, you can always give me an email, bartalkwithjenna at gmail.com. Okay, so guys, my interview that you guys are about to listen to took place at Joe's on Weed Street. I am not at Joe's right now. But I am so excited to tell you why it is at Joe's. So I love music and uh, growing up, I was probably around like 10, 11 years old and uh, it was the first two country albums that I listened to that made me fall in love with country music were Tim McGraw's Live Like You Were Dying and Toby Keith's Unleashed. Toby Keats Unleashed played on repeat in my mother's car, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. But then my my sister Jill also made me realize that it was Pat Galvin's birthday party one year where the giveaway at his birthday was a mixed CD of country music. So Pat Galvin, thank you very much for giving that to me because it totally opened up my eyes to country music. So I've loved country music for a good portion of my life, pretty much, you know, a little bit over two decades now and it wasn't until I went away to college where I was in school one year down in Miami Florida and then I was up at uh up in Minnesota for a year in a town called Marshall and when I would tell people that I loved country music as you're you know meeting new friends you're telling them you know trying to figure out similar interest people always looked at me and thought I was crazy and their reaction was like how can you be from Chicago and like country music. And I never thought anything of it because it was just something that I loved listening to and I loved country. And then I realized that my guest this week probably has single-handedly impacted my love of country music and the thriving country music scene in Chicago my whole life and I never knew that. And our guest this evening, ladies and gentlemen, is Ed Warm. If you are in the country music world, you know who Ed Warm is. And even if you know country, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Ed is the co-owner of Joe's on Weed Street. Joe's has been in business now for 23 years. Joe brought a honky-tonk to Chicago when probably people thought bringing a honky-tonk to Chicago was crazy. Uh, Joe also, or excuse me, Ed also co-founded 
the Windy City Smokeout. Now, guys, I have worked the Windy City Smokeout. I was trying to do the math. I didn't work it the first year, but I've worked it since 2014. And... My fondest memory of working the smokeout is 2000, the summer of 2015, I was working the, the VIP bar. So for those of you who have been to the smokeout before at the old location when, when it was on Grand and the River, there was the main stage and there was a smaller stage. And I was uh, bartending the smaller stage. And now I think I know country. I listen to country. I'm pretty well aware of who are like great artists and... Uh, one of the band, a band came up to the stage or or came up to the bar, excuse me. And, you know, they order drinks, whatever we're talking. And this man was talking to me and I stopped mid tracks and I looked at the performer that was singing and he opened his mouth. And I said to the guy, who is that? And why don't I know who he is? Like, that's the voice of an angel. Like, who is that? And the guy looked at me and said, that's Chris Stapleton, and they're saying he's the next big thing in country music. Now, if you remember, in 2015, Chris Stapleton performed Tennessee Whiskey and Drink You Away with Justin Timberlake, and it's actually something that I still go on YouTube and re-watch and re-listen because I love that collaboration. Guys, that's just one example of what Ed does. Ed finds these artists before they're big. And I found through my research on Ed that there's this saying in country music and it's Ed ain't ever wrong. And let me tell you how he's never wrong. Ed has like gone on to predict ACM, new female vocalist, male vocalist, and duos of the year. And I'll just name off a few of them because honestly, this could go on for days. So... We have most recent winner, Riley Green. Riley Green performed at the Smokeout, I believe, in 2018. We have Ashley McBride, Luke Combs, Marin Morris, John Party, uh, I believe Old Dominion won, Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Grammy Award winner Casey Musgraves. Guys, I was there when Casey Musgraves was performing and she was probably 15 feet away from me. Like, I'm never going to be able to be 15 feet away from Casey Musgraves again at a concert unless I have like two grand. But I got to see her at the smokeout when Pageant Girl, Pageant Material was her album. So Ed just has this way of finding these people and, you know, he's... He's been the three-time ACM Promoter of the Year. Um, his clubs have won ACM Nightclub of the Year five times. And guys, I'm telling you, if you're from Chicago and if you like country music, this man has impacted you without you knowing it. And I wanted to know his story. I wanted to figure out how that came about and what goes on behind the music that maybe we're not always aware of. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Ed Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite. Yes. Well, I think it's your place, so we'll say that. But thank you for inviting me. You invited me on your show. Yes, yes. Invited you on the the show. Would you like some sanitizer to start? Yeah, yeah. You can never be uh, Right? You can never have too much. You can never have too much hand sanitizer these days. Okay, so I was thinking to when I fell in love with country music, and 
I remember the first two albums, and it was Tim McGraw's Live Like You Were Dying and Toby Keats Unleashed. Courtesy mm-hmm. of the Red, White, and Blue, played in my mom's car on repeat, wow. extra loud all the time. So my question for you is, do you remember the moment that you fell in love with country music? I do. It was uh, probably a little bit later. I was in college. At, uh, I, went to, I went to IU. I went to Indiana. And I remember somebody taking me underage to a bar to see, uh, see a guy named Jerry Jeff Walker, Mr. Bojangles. And uh, I saw that, and it kind of like, clicked and kind of changed everything and then I was in a you know I was in a fraternity and I'm in the state of Indiana so there's a lot of it was southern guys and they you know there was country music playing non-stop and uh you know that's when McGraw was coming out and and George Strait and Randy Travis and all that and it so Indiana it, was a big influence then oh sure it was a big yeah that's on a lot of things mostly uh you know, crazy stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah. I found something out about Joe's. It yeah. was called Banana Joe's. Yeah. Which is crazy. Purchased yeah. it back in uh, 97. Uh-huh. Um, when you purchased it, did you have this like vision in mind of it becoming a honky-tonk or did that evolve? We knew time? we knew we had to do live music because it was such a big space. And, and so we, you know, it was like, like a beach bar. Um. When, when we took it, and you can still find bits and pieces of it some places, but uh, we knew it had to be a live music place, and we were doing all the, um, we were doing a lot of classic rock stuff, like the Rick Springfield's and Eddie Money's and all that kind of stuff. We were actually in Rick Springfield's Behind the Music, because that was like our first claim to fame, and we actually had uh, some cool local bands played their first shows here, like Humphreys McGee. Uh, played here in OAR, played here three times in the summer of uh, 1997, which was still cool. Um, but as we, as we get up, we kept going on and on. It was, we found out that kind of the, the rock bands that we were doing were, there was a reason we weren't getting it. It was because all the other places didn't want them. And we we're like, well, if we're going to go down to the ship, let's do it with the music we like. And we started doing country music. And we did all the and Nashville had heard this story before. Like, oh, a place in Chicago wants to do country. We've heard this before. And they threw every bad band at us, and they tested us, and they charged us too much money and all that. But we, we stood the test of time, and some, some young artists took chances on us and believed in us, and, and then they became stars, and it kind of took off. Snowballed, there, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's so interesting that you did it in Chicago. Um, when you guys obviously like Nashville thought it was crazy and we're throwing all of those, you know, you said not great artists mm-hmm. at you, but were there people in Chicago that were like, you're really going to bring a honky tonk here? Like, did you have any of those people? Here oh, every, oh, you know, all of our, all of our friends and, and, you know, business people are like, you're going to do that. And I was like, it's been done before. There's, there's a guy named Brian O'Connell, who's a big deal with in country music now. And he books any, any arena tour that you see or any, uh, show at, a, at an outdoor amphitheater he's probably the guy doing it and he's from chicago and he he had done it before in chicago at um at whiskey river which is not too far from mm-hmm. here or was not too far from here and he started doing it at cubby bear and he left and he went started doing it on a national basis but there was a gap of of eight years between when 
he had stopped doing it and we started doing it. So, so yeah, there are many more doubters than believers. For a second, I wanted to make sure. I apologize. Continue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's there's probably an eight year gap between when Brian left Chicago and we started doing it. So. Wow. So then, how does one wake up and say, "I want to be a music promoter"? Like, was this something that you always wanted to do? No, you kind of you kind of evolve into. It. I, I definitely didn't take any conventional route to anything. I got I got out of college. I needed. I was working down at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I needed a second job. I started working in a bar, like most people do. I started working at Gamekeepers at Lincoln and Heritage, and we started booking music. And I was kind of the guy who booked the music and um, had friends who had a band who a local local band who started getting popular and I booked them into the park West and we sold it out. And now I think I'm kind of smart. And then we booked them into the Vic theater and we sold it out again. And you know, and then I think I'm really smart. And then we booked them into a real big place and I got kicked in the ass. So, but, you know, but then it gets into your blood. Yeah. It gets into your blood. And, so and, once you got a taste, you were like, I, I just, I can't stop. Yeah. This is one of the things I want to do. Yeah. One of the things I want to do. So, um, Joe's has been a staple in Chicago now for 20 plus years yeah. and it's known for so many country artists now at this point for like this is the place that kind of gives them that start when you're coming in contact with these like quote unquote unknown performers what is it that you are looking for or what is it about these unknown artists that you like hear that you're like ah well like more it. more than anything with country music country music is always about the song mm-hmm from from the songwriters to you know the people who write them to the people who perform them so you know sometimes it's the same person sometimes it's not but it's always about the song right they they have to have the song or the songs but on top of that I look for I look for you know how the person is as a performer and how the person can grow as a performer you know I've seen people who started off kind of kind of shy and and grew into something but you can after you've done it for long enough you can see if somebody's got it they have that kind of swagger to them so what is it there you can't describe it you just have to you just see, see it? it so i think there were two people that you definitely saw it in um miranda lambert and thomas rett you know that you were kind mm-hmm. of the first place that gave them their chance was it more so like the way that they held a note or the, or their type of sound that you thought like yeah these guys are going to be really good or like they're gonna you know kind of you just first of all you need to you need to know that though those two in particular they're they are like two of the best people you would ever meet and that's and that's part of the whole equation too when you're when you're 19 years old and starting out, like both both of them were 19 the first time they played here, and and how they the people they're surrounded with that they're surrounded with good people and great family, and they they know how to you know be respectful to to other to other people, and and you could just tell that they were they were about building a career and about building a business, and they were not at 
there's there's young acts who will go out there that are just about the party mm-hmm. and they're taking the party from town to town which is which is great but if you want to be a superstar in the business like the two of them you have to have your eyes on the prize and they did from day one yeah and that's something that you can notice on top of that you know there there was no disguising how great they were from the first time you saw them yeah so I know Miranda was on, it was like Nashville Star. She was on Nashville Star, yeah. How did you hear of Thomas Rhett? Like, where do you find From, all these people? Well, now I've, you know, I go to Nashville a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm very blessed to have an incredible network of people who trust me with their young artists to come up here and know that we're going to treat them right and we're going to provide a great, place for them to help build their careers in Chicago is a very important market in country music. So when, when you've played here and you've developed and, and you're able to say you sold Joe's out, it's kind of a rite of passage now. It is. So. Joe's is like a rite of passage for country music, like Second City is for comedians, I feel like. And no, it really is like, it's a very nice compliment. It's, but. it's the truth. And it's, I wouldn't just say it to say it. Um, and I think, you know, I was, I did my homework on you and came across so many articles of all of these wonderful people saying such great things about you. And, you know, people, I pay them a lot of money. To say I, that, yeah, so. obviously, clearly you pay them a lot of money, but you know, yeah, like right. the one thing that was the common theme was, you know, the care, like you clearly, care about each of these people as people not just as artists where does that caring about people come from well you you have to think about it that it's you know when these bands are starting out and not not in like miranda's case but thomas rec came up here and he was he was the opening act on on five shows and i could say it about a, a lot of different people eric church you know First time up here, I think he was a you know a co-bill or you know on with somebody else. They, these people are driving you know minimum of eight hours up from Nashville, and they're not they're not coming in a tour bus when they're coming. They're piling in a Sprinter van or pile, piling in their SUV, six seven people and all their equipment, and they're coming up here and playing for next to nothing. Mm-hmm. And the so they can get their music out and be in front of people. The least you can do, the very least you can do, is welcome them with open arms and treat them like whether they're whether they are the opening act playing their first time to the biggest superstars. You need to treat everyone exactly the same and, and treat them with kindness and welcome them to Chicago. Yeah. Who was the first person that treated you with that type of kindness where you knew? I have to pay this forward. Um, I don't know the answer to that. You mean? Do you mean like in terms of an artist? No, or mean- maybe like just growing up. Like I think you know there are certain things we take from you know whether it's parents, friends, family, friends, yeah. uh, and you see them do all, things. All of all of the above. Mm-hmm. All of the above. Um, but I learned I learned to be respectful. You know, even uh, obviously learned that from my family and in tight group of friends and their parents growing up but I had I had two other great experiences that I was able to learn that from and uh number one was I was 
the manager for the football team at Indiana University, and I worked for a Hall of Fame football coach in Bill Mallory. And he was, you know, Indiana's not, not the top program in the country, but he was one of the most respected football coaches in the, in the country. And I got to work and learn from him for four years and stand right next to him for four years. And it was an incredible experience. And the other thing I did in the summers, I worked at, I worked at Kemper Lake, Lakes Golf Course. And the head pro there was a guy by the name of Stan Makita, who is a, a casual legend name. here in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And you learned how to respect people and how to treat people the right way from the two of them. And you learned if if people on the top of their game could treat every person with kindness and respect, you should do the same. It goes, it's so simple, but it goes such a long way. Yeah. It's so simple, it goes a long way. So my favorite event of the year, and I work it every year, is the Windy City Smokeout. And not having it this year was like a gut check, I felt like. I can only imagine how it was for you. Have you guys talked at all about, obviously, like, what people can expect like when live music comes back like it's obviously going to look different had do you guys have any idea about that yet or is it still to be determined you know we're we're certainly counting on coming back by next summer mm-hmm. we we hope the music business will be back and i think it's got a lot better chance of being outdoors than unfortunately coming indoors where where we are today at this point um i'm you know I'm concerned about that very concerned um, I think that the the future of of getting into an arena or getting into a festival or anything like that is going to be um, some kind of rapid testing and some kind of proving that you've you've rapid tested to get in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be more important than the vaccine at this point mm-hmm. because I think I think if you can create some kind of bubble. And you can walk in and show that, hey, I was tested in the last 48 hours or the last 12 hours, whatever people a lot smarter than me determine. And you can walk in and you can be in your own bubble with however many people. I think that's what's going to create the trust that people want to do it. But boy, I I know that people want to get out and see music. I didn't real. I mean, I love music and I love live music and I think when you have it so much, you don't realize how much of a gift it is. And that's definitely the thing that I've learned in the past, what has it been, seven months since this Mm -hmm. happened? I was like, oh my God, I don't even know when was the last time I saw a group. Like, I think it was Midland. I think that was the last group I saw at Joe's and Rosemont. In February. Yeah, 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 that was it. In February, we did two nights with them. And uh, I just keep thinking about, like, that first show back, like... What do you hope that first show back is going to be like for you as a fan? As as a fan or as a guy who's putting on the show? How about both? Okay. As a fan, I'm gonna, I don't let loose too often. I'm really going to let loose when I see somebody. You know, I think everybody feels that way. It's like, I'm not going to take it for granted. Yeah. And, and I'm going to go see everything. I'm never going to go again. Oh, that guy's coming back in six months. Or like, I'll go see him again. I'm... I think we've all learned that it's like you're going to go to the show, you're going to go to the game, you're going to do, you're going to go do it. Um, as the person putting on the shows, mm-hmm. I would say that I hope 
everyone trusts that any concert that you're going to that you buy a ticket for that people are going to the people putting on the show are going to do the best that they possibly can to provide a safe environment and that you should trust in that and go and enjoy yourself that's good that's better all right perfect that's better. well ed seriously last question before we get into a fun little game um what has been the most rewarding part of your job that you never expected? Wow. I got to think about that one. We're going to have to edit this. That's okay. Um, Take your time. There's been the most rewarding part of my job. I, I, most rewarding part has been the the friendships I've made in Nashville and Austin and in the country music business. It has really been such a rewarding experience just meeting the most incredible smart people and you know, not just in front of the mic, behind the mic, everywhere. The agents, the managers, the people with the record labels, they're just the best group of people. And I think that's why country music special is because of the people who gravitate to that business and work in the business. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Okay, all right. So we'll do a quick cheers before we get cheers. into this. Um, this is my favorite part. It's the ridiculous is random. It rapid fire? Yes, ridiculous oh random rapid, rapid fire Good questions. Good rapid fire. Okay. Um, do I get to rapid fire back at you? If you want, yeah, for sure. No one's done that yet. I asked yet. you everything earlier. Yes, I mean, you can ask again. Okay. Okay, what is the kindest thing a stranger has done for you? Oh, wow. I'm not good at rapid fire right now. Okay. Next question, we'll come back to it. Okay. Um, an odd or weird talent that you have? Um, any odd talent? I'm the best at ordering delivery and carry out. I'm amazing at it. You just know? I, I just know what I'm going to get. Yeah. There I know where to get from it. But okay. It's handled. If you're with me, I got it. I've got it all planned out. You got it. All right. Uh, go to drink. Go to drink? Mm -hmm. At a bar. At a bar? Yes. Coors Light. Coors Light. All right. Yeah. Since you know how to order, what's the best kept food secret in the city? Oh, wow. There's so many best kept food secrets in the city. Okay. Top three. Top three. Franny's Beef out in Schiller Park. Uh, three Little Pigs, uh, delivery-only Chinese food. Um, and John's Pizza on Western Avenue. Okay. Um, can you explain to me why you hate Pepsi, Pepsi and Wendy's so much? Oh, Wendy's stinks. <laughs> you know, I, I wrote a thing in college about how Wendy's the large fries is the same as the small fries. I, had to do, I did a marketing report on that. I don't know. It's just from top to bottom. They're not friendly. Wendy's isn't friendly. Like you go to Raising Cane's or you go to you go to a, a good, you know, fast food burger joint and they they kind. Wendy's they're just mean to you. It's just not that good. Yeah. I heard their breakfast is all right though. I haven't had their breakfast. Yeah. If I'm doing I'm not, if I'm if doing I'm, breakfast, get, it's McDonald's. I'm getting a McGriddle, which yes. is not part of the all day menu, which is a big problem too. I know. I was really sad when I found that out. Yeah. Because sometimes you want one at like yeah. eleven o'clock at night. What was the other part? Um, Wendy's or what? Wendy's and Pepsi. Well, Pepsi stinks. Pepsi Pepsi's stinks. terrible. Pepsi's like Hunt's ketchup. They shouldn't even oh, be in business. Oh yeah, it's that's just a lousy. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Heinz or nothing. Heinz or nothing. Okay, right. so I asked someone this, and I thought it was really funny. Being from Chicago, we always have a guy. 
Like, yeah. we always got a guy. I got a guy for everything. So what's the crazy... Sometimes I'm the guy. You are the guy for many people, but what yeah. is... Who, who's the, Usually when people just want free tickets, that's when I'm the guy. That's when you're the guy. Who is the craziest guy that you have? I don't know if I can speak about that on You don't camera. have to tell me him, like, his name. Like, I don't need, like, name, address, you know, social, but, like... What does this guy do for you? I have a meat guy. You You have a meat guy? I have a meat guy. Who's your meat guy? Meat guy, family friend, comes to the house with his newspapers, with the wrapping paper, with all of his knives, and he cuts everything, wraps it, says filet, T-bone, ribeye, and it goes straight into the fridge. That's nice. It's very nice. I have a picture I'll show you afterwards. It's hysterical. We have a meat guy. That's pretty good, a meat guy. You have a meat guy. Um, I used to have this TV guy who was crazy, who could fix anything, and he, was, he passed away recently. But he was, he, it is retired. He worked for Zenith, which was this old TV company, but he could fix like the big screen projectors, like you'd have in a sports bar, like we have here. Right. He would come out, so you didn't have to go buy a new projector, or send it off to the factory. He could fix it because he worked at at Zenith forever, and by but he'd only come at night because he ran an ice cream shop during the day. Where it was just this a little TV old guy, guy yeah. who owns an ice cream. Yeah, shop. it was crazy. That it was is crazy. A, I had a lot of side hustle type guys. We, you know? so we all, but we all need a guy. And I think side hustle guys. Everyone has one, and it's been this like really interesting question to ask people because it is a good one. Everyone has a guy, and it, and I realized I think it's a Chicago thing. Yeah. Because I go, I've gone elsewhere and people are like, you have a what? What do you mean yeah. I, you have a guy? I'm like, I don't know, I got Most a of my guys do things that I can't talk about, though. You That's know? fine. That's, if, you, if you're from Chicago, you know what I mean. I, yes, I know what you mean. Okay, so how, before this area became what it was, how many prostitutes did you have to chase away in the early days of Joe's? Quite, quite a few. Like over under 50? At one time, I don't know, over, over the course of it, yeah. Okay. But the North Avenue Bridge was where the ladies of the night would hang out. Oh, my God. And um, they would work their way east. And, um, God, this was way back. This was way, way back in the early days. And uh, there were some, like, right in front of Joe's. And we'd had a busy night. And, you know, young people were, nice people were coming out. And there were these prostitutes right out in front and I went I was maybe I'd had a couple beers and maybe I was feeling my oats that night and I went and I was chasing one and next door to Joe's there used to be a car wash mm-hmm. instead of uh William Sonoma which is there now and I was chasing one down the down Weed Street and I was like get out of here Doug. and uh chasing him and this uh Streetwalker hurdled a chain link fence into the like the garbage area of the turtle wax car wash, and I was like, "Damn!" Was she in heels? I sobered up. It, what I realized was the she wasn't a she. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I'm not wow. chasing these people anymore. I'm gonna get my butt kicked one of these nights. I'm just gonna call the police from now on. So. Oh my god! I can't believe you chased a prostitute. That's yeah, really, I won't do that again. No, no, definitely. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> okay, um, what is the best piece of advice someone has given you? Um, listen. Mm-hmm. That's the best piece of advice. Listen to, to 
people's stories, listen to somebody who's been in the business that you want to be in and listen to their stories. And everybody's got, you find the people who are the most successful have, have the best stories and listen to them and learn from them and let them open up. Did you have that person for you that you would always listen to? I had a lot of people like that. Who's the one that sticks out the most? I'm not going to say that person's name. He's probably in jail. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, you, you know, it might no. not seem wise, but he was, he's probably very wise. He was wise. actually a very wise guy. Yeah, probably very wise. Um, he wasn't a wise guy. Well, not a wise guy, but a wise guy. man, yeah, we'll say. A wise guy, yeah. Not a wise guy. That's a yeah. yes. Um, okay, last two. Who should my next guest be? Oh, wow. Well, I know you wanted to get Brett Eldridge. So. I did, yes. He's so busy right now. I figured. Um, does it have to be a Chicago? Should it be a Chicago person? It can be a Chicago person. It doesn't have to be. Could be a sports person? Could be a sports person. Yeah. Could be anyone. Hmm. Who do you think would be? Who have you had on? Oh, boy. We've had a lot. Um, hmm. We've had... Uh, Brent Sopel, we've I had Tim great Doyle. Brent, oh, you had Doyle. Had on Doyle, Doyle on. has a good story to tell. Doyle has a great story to tell. Um, I'm trying to think. Lawrence Holmes. Uh, we had. Uh, Do you have Corey McFerrin? No. Oh, you should have Corey. Corey's great. Corey. Okay. Corey McFerrin. I'll put that down. Corey McFerrin. All right. Great. And then lastly, what have you learned the most about yourself during this pandemic? These times that we're still going through. Still learning. Um, I had um, my wife had twins twelve weeks ago. Congratulations! And I never learned. I never learned that I could love two little guys as much as that. So that's what I learned. So your heart multiplies. Yeah. Yeah. My mom has that saying. She we're one of four. Tay Tay. All girls? No, uh, one boy, God bless him. uh, But someone had said to her once, oh God, like that must be hard. You have all these kids. Like, how do you divide your love? And she's like, my love never divided, it multiplied. Which is pretty good. Which I just thought was the most beautiful thing. So to love continuing to grow, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll end on a toast. Okay. Um, and it is to you and to this place. To and you, and good luck with your show thank and you. all that. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's a cheers to the house that cheers. built country music in Chicago. Yeah. All right, how fantastic was that conversation, guys? I loved it so much. Ed, I know I said it there, but I'll say it again. Thank you so much uh, for coming on in. And one thing I am looking forward to doing in the very near future is going to Joe's for a Sunday fun day, watching the Bears hopefully win again. Guys, I can't believe we almost lost to the New York Giants, but I also can't believe we're 2-0 right now. And I don't know about you, but I'm in on Mitch. I, I gotta believe that he's good, and I'm trying to manifest how good Mitch is because a lot of us as Chicago fans... Especially football fans, guys. We're a bit negative at times. And I think if we stop putting all that negative energy into the Bears and we start putting positive energy into the Bears, maybe they'll do good, okay? I know this sounds like some hippy-dippy stuff, but, like, I'm just trying to be positive and hopefully something positive will come out of this, okay? 
All right, guys. I hope, again, really quick, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And can you imagine, like, I, I still can't get over the fact that Ed, you know, Miranda Lambert and, like, Thomas Rhett, I just, it, like, Thomas Rhett just won, like, ACM, like, Entertainer of the Year, a tie with Carrie Underwood. And, God, Miranda Lambert's been, like, Female Artist of the Year. She's just so fantastic. And I, I God, I just, I love both of their music. And I don't know about you, but kind of like Ed said, like, I'm not going to take for granted that first time I can, I get to go back and hear live music. And... Uh, I think, you know, because of, because we're still in this weird pandemic and in these weird times, I hope that when you're there, guys, like, like, make sure your feet are, like, planted in the ground. Whether you're at Joe's, if you're outside, like, feel the vibration, like, coming up through your feet and, like, feel that in your body and feel the way that the music moves you in your soul and dance like just like feel it and enjoy it and love it and you know scream the lyrics at the top of your lungs not too loud don't you know interrupt the person next to you but whoever that first person is back that I get to go listen to I honestly I don't want to say I don't care who it is because because there are definitely artists that I'm very much looking forward to being able to see them perform live but God, that that day where we can go back and just listen and be in the same room as live music and the amp goes and you hear that like guitar and, and just even a fiddle, anything with a fiddle, guys, I'm just, I get so excited about. And I hope that that's what we get coming up, you know? All right, guys, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Bar Talk. Remember, if you enjoyed this, share it, like subscribe uh we're trying to get the word out here on the show so the more people who listen the better and i hope each and every single one of you take the time this week to realize that you have more in common with each other than you have different take care see you next time